0: Hey, Brian Lyons. I'm Tim.
1: And I'm Emily. And this is On the Hill with Tim and Emily.
0: Hey, today on the podcast, we have Stephen Powell with us. Hey, he hey. Uh, is a Brian alum from 2013. Is that right? Gra- no, graduating two thousand seventeen. That's true. Yeah, came, came in in two thousand thirteen. 2013. Yep, yep. Uh, and so he was a, with a Christian ministry degree. He gave a talk in chapel today on Ecclesiastes, and he was our original sound guy That's in our true. in our first <laughs> year or first semester. We did the uh, first season of of our podcast, and so we're grateful to have him on. Good times. And, good uh, times. Being able to kind of chat with him today. So, yeah, welcome. Thanks Thank for you. doing this. Thanks yeah. for having me. How does me. it
1: feel to be in front of the mic?
2: Oh, you know, I was talking to the students. It was, you know, it's weird being on the stage instead of in the booth. It's kind yeah. of the same feeling.
1: Stephen also is recently promoted to our director of event services. Oh, yes. So shout out for that. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's been a ton of learning.
1: Yeah, that's awesome though. <laughs> um, well, like he's like Tim said, you did a chapel talk today, mm-hmm. um, and you focus on the book of Ecclesiastes which is your favorite. It is. Um, so if you could give us like a very brief overview of kind of what that talk looked like, um, I think that'd be a great place to get started.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I chose the book of Ecclesiastes cause it's my favorite, but also just because the honesty and the raw, just the raw information in Ecclesiastes is so neat to pay attention to. If you have the guts to pay attention to it, right? Mm. Cause he is, he doesn't pull any punches. So You know, we started with the history of Ecclesiastes and how it's a part of the Bible's wisdom literature, um, Proverbs and Job also being um, a part of that. And it's interesting, you're actually supposed to read Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job all together as one massive argument, right? Because um, Proverbs is the brilliant young teacher who's optimistic about the world. Ecclesiastes is the critic that comes behind and says, yeah, but I don't know if all of that plays out the way that you think it does. <laughs> yeah. And then Job is the one that kind of puts the meat on the bones and says, yeah, I've lived it, and yeah. I know what life is like. Um, and this question about whether or not God is just and the the world that he made is just, you know, mm-hmm. I have some real mm-hmm. life experience to share with that. So hmm. we, took the, we took a look at the history um, and then we, we kind of jumped into the fact that Ecclesiastes is mostly written by what's called the preacher, but it's actually the author of Ecclesiastes who pulled all the writings together, and those aren't the same person. Um, mm. And it's super important to make that distinction because the preacher has his own conclusions, but the author takes the preacher's words, his proverbs, his thoughts to the next level, mm. which is really important for us as Christians to do, because we have to follow where the author is taking us, not mm. just where the preacher ends.
1: Oh, yeah, that's good to think about.
2: Yeah, so so that was it. And we um, we took a look at three realities of like life based on the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, the time continues to march on regardless mm. of what mm. we do. We can't mm-hmm. stop time. Um, we took a look at um, you can't take anything with you when you go, and mm. so you have to be careful about what you try to accomplish and what you spend your life doing because once you're gone that's it you're done and so what did you spend your life what did you spend your life pursuing and then uh we took the we took a look at the fact that life is chaos despite (laughs) our best efforts and (laughs) even when you do everything right even when you make your best predictions and you put in your best effort Mm -hmm. and time and chance still, you know, the house always wins, right? So time and chance still get the better of us.
1: And it's, you referenced this in your talk too, just like super encouraging. Aren't we excited yeah, about yeah. this? Cause it just doesn't <laughs> sound like, mm. I don't know, thrilling to jump into, Right. but I, I actually was sitting there and not to be like, what was me, but you know, being a little bit older and like being out of college for this will be 10 years. Yep. Um <laughs> in May, which is kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Um but to think about that, it's like I guess I I see that and it's not as like dreadful as it might have been when I heard it in college. Mm, sure. Um and it's just like that is the realities. Right. You know, so it, it didn't seem as dismal to me, I guess, um because I'm like, oh yeah, this is I mean, this is how it is. The world right. is chaos. We can't take anything with us. <laughs> you you know, know, all those things. So like I don't know. It'll be interesting to like hear student feedback from that, yeah, to think about absolutely. it from that perspective. Cause I think maybe as a student, it would have been a lot more to chew on.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I will have to say that, uh, the chaos component was probably my favorite. Right. Um, <laughs> Tim I, loves chaos. I do. What uh, a wonderful uh, word to yes, chaos. It is. It is. <laughs> um, but I, part of that is because even being older, uh, and having my, 25th reunion <laughs> this coming year Dang Out of college <laughs> I know I know You're old too I He's know kidding. I know Nobody knows it though all no, That's all Unless <laughs> <It's a> <laughs> you just gotta own it man That's you why just, he hangs around Time, when time marches on It keeps me young It keeps me young, keeps me young. Yep. But totally. honestly I was sitting there As you kept talking I just went Life is chaos Yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> But here's what was funny I At least From my perspective It was funny um, I, I, w- I just sat there and I thought, you know what? It's actually kind of comforting mm. that this author and preacher yep. just kind of went, you know what? Life is chaos. Yep. No matter when it's good, when it's bad, mm. Yep. when it's, uh, the sun is rising, when the sun is setting. Yeah. Everything is chaos, and it's going to be that way until the Lord comes back. Yep, well, I absolutely. mean, you think about you know? it, like
1: when this was written, like sometimes it can the way that things function seem can, at least for me, seem so removed. Yeah, like I don't have sure. any way to relate to that on like the way that I actually mm. go about my life just because the world is very different today. So it's like, I don't <laughs> have a right. lot of ways to relate with that sometimes, but right. like this is like the world was chaos then yeah. the world is chaos now, yep. you know? So it's like, there is a certain comfort in that. I think to be like, it's been in chaos for, ever um and like there's a comfort that that we're not experiencing anything new yes Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and the lord is the same then that he is now
2: yeah absolutely yeah i love the fact that depending on who wrote this book you know this wisdom is three maybe even four thousand years old right Right. crazy you know so the fact that it's still relevant today Mm -hmm. and is still like immediately relevant you don't have to put too many pieces of the puzzle together to see how ecclesiastes (laughs) can match (laughs) and Mm -hmm. fit into and impact Mm -hmm. influence your american life you know yeah um and when you're talking about how like a little bit of life experience after college helps you process this book a little bit more Mm -hmm. i think as i've been processing i've this is the hardest talk i've ever had to write You know, like I, I did a lot of talks in college and, you know, I was a youth pastor in Huntsville for a while. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, every week, maybe twice a week we were doing, you know, I was prepping a different talk, right? Out of all of them, this was the hardest to write. Mm -hmm. And I think as I've been processing it over the weekend, I think the reason it's so hard to write is because talking about meaninglessness, vanity, Mm -hmm. futility to college students Who's like their whole point of the next four years is prepping for this thing we call life, mm. and to tell them <laughs> while they're doing that, yeah, by the way,
0: yeah,
2: it's meaningless, right? Mm. Like, how do you do that well? How do you, how do you, how do you preach the reality of life in a way that's not full of despair, but is instead <laughs> full send of them hope, into a spiral? Right? That's why. <laughs> yeah. That's why the the line that I brought up. Throughout the talk, you are valuable, purposed Mm -hmm. by the Creator. You are meant to exist. That's why you have to hang on to that truth and Mm -hmm. believe that truth and Mm -hmm. preach that truth as you walk through Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. Because it is true, but it's not like this rainbows and unicorns truth. It's a truth that's embedded in this very Mm -hmm. chaotic, deeply existential life that we have to figure out.
0: So, Yeah, I think because you kept pointing that out, like you are valuable, is part of why chaos made so much sense. Yeah right it's mm. it's one of those it's not that i personally am chaotic right mm. or that i am maybe not today not today <laughs> i am uh i am in this uh, like there's no reason for me to stress out about it mm. right yeah it doesn't mean like just because maybe my life is chaos or it mm. is chaotic or whatever that doesn't mean that that's who i am yeah, mm-hmm. it and it doesn't yeah. and it's
2: not a problem that you have to solve.
0: Right. That's a, right? Yeah, Like that's it's, it's just freeing.
2: There are plenty of other problems to be solved in college and shoot whenever you graduate as well, right? Absolutely. There are lots mm-hmm. of problems to be solved. Yep. But chaotic life, I just need to know that's not one that you can solve. So yeah. you need to not worry about it too much. <laughs> yeah. Which is hard to <laughs> say mm-hmm. to a lot of college students because I feel like what we champion is Organization, control, mm. get your ducks in a row, get your good grades, yeah. uh, play well on the field, you know, play well on the stage. You know, mm-hmm. we champion all of this achievement stuff, and that's that's why, like at the beginning, you have to clarify what meaninglessness means, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that life is inherent is inherently meaningless. It just means that it's hevel, which is the original Hebrew word. And we on the stage when I was talking about hevel, we brought out this. I brought out this bowl full yeah. of hot water I love this. Mm. with mm-hmm. dry ice, right? And if you, if you know anything about hot water and dry ice, it's that when you mix them together, it creates this vapor that just fills the bowl and then mm-hmm. pours over mm-hmm. it and out on its way to the ground, it just shifts and moves and, yeah, twists it's cool and turns <laughs> mm-hmm. it is awesome you know it's great I love dry ice. you see them in like you know Chinese restaurants and stuff where they're doing <laughs> that cool little like you know what I mean like oh, ethereal yeah. panda yeah. jungle thing you know what I mean right <laughs> and so it's cool but it, you know I was talking about how like you can't control this dry ice yeah. vapor mm-hmm. right I can't grab it I can't predict its movement mm-hmm. I can't decide when it's going to be done right? right it just kept going and going and going yeah. and then before I knew it the bowl was just back to water mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. it was like
2: halfway through the talk and I was like where'd all the vapor go yeah. But that's exactly like the life. Point. You just yeah. don't know when it's going to run out. You don't know where it's going to go. You don't know what's going to happen to it because it's grasping at the wind. You can't control it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So. Mm.
1: And I think that's, it is hard to think about how do you present that. But it's also, I remember something that I feel like I've said it on the podcast before. I know I've talked about it a lot with people that are <laughs> mm-hmm. around me. But I always got so frustrated at people who are like, well, wait until you're, wait until you're in the real world. And like, yes, there are some differences to post-college life, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I've said it before, this is gonna be a unique environment that you'll never be in before, but like, there is no more or less chaos here at Bryant College while you're in college than there is in the real, quote unquote, real world when you graduate. Cause it's like, I, much like a lot of our students here, did experience loss when I was at school. Mm-hmm, yeah. I said goodbye to my best friend before mm-hmm. she was twenty one years old. Yep, mm-hmm. My junior year of college, and so it's like I have experienced this idea mm-hmm. <laughs> of you really can't hold on to things. Yes. Like there, there is a vapor, and I've mm-hmm. seen it before my eyes. Unfortunately, right, um, and a lot of our students have walked through that this semester. So I think it's interesting, and I hope that maybe that helps them understand um, a little bit of this conversation. Um, but in the hopeful way that you frame it, cause yeah. like you said, it wasn't just like life is meaningless or it's right. futile or all the different words. It didn't stop there. Right. Like there was, you were very pointed to say, but you are yeah. valuable in these things. And it's like, if you just preached <laughs> and mm-hmm. didn't include the identity part of that, you know, we would be having a different conversation. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just like the, the reality is it doesn't stop there. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I was just mulling that over a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, if you if you read Ecclesiastes and you don't carry the image of God, the identity exactly. piece, like the purpose piece into it, then it's very easy to to take nihilism, nihilism, yeah, right, out of it or or hedonism, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you can even mm-hmm. you can even see how the preacher at the end of Ecclesiastes, before the author makes his conclusions, the preacher mm. kind of has this hedonistic approach, right? You're just supposed to enjoy the good things in life mm, and you're yep. supposed to enjoy the good f- a meal with family on a sunny day and you know that kind of stuff which is not wrong which is not bad Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. it's just that the author takes it one step further right yeah. and he mm-hmm. t- he ties that identity piece to it he takes the he takes the fear of the Lord and the keeping of his mm-hmm. commandments and, and all of that and wraps the preacher's words in something that's a little bit more uh, it's more anchor like right mm-hmm. it's easier to hold on to it's mm-hmm. something that's gonna withstand a little bit more chaos than the preacher's You know, the preacher's Mm -hmm. preacher's conclusion can withstand some chaos, but everybody gets to the point in their life where it feels like nothing is good, like Mm -hmm. there aren't any sunny days. And then what do you do, right? Does that mean mean your life is over? Does that Mm -hmm. mean it's not worth um, pushing forward? Does that mean there's nothing left for you Mm -hmm. when there are no more sunny days? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and the author would say no. The author Mm -hmm. would say, no, there is something. There's a deeper piece of this puzzle that the preacher even didn't get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that um, relationship with the Lord that he concludes with. Mm. Yeah, I would like to know what, what you guys think about how it's going to impact students or what what these ideas might, what a student might be thinking when they are processing these ideas.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, I am... I, um, based on recent events, based on recent conversations you've had, sure. things that you're watching and seeing.
0: I think um, as you were talking and, you know, just kind of hitting some points today, right? Uh, like you said, I talk about chaos and... But time as time marches on and, mm-hmm. and those things. I was thinking about a few of the students that I know and just students in general as well. Um, and I thought, I did think to myself, I thought, I'm not sure that they're going to fully understand how good of a talk this is mm-hmm. and how important it is until about five years down the road mm-hmm. when they're out. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yes, college is real life. But it's different mm-hmm. because you're in school, and mm-hmm. like you, like you it's mentioned Emily, like this is something you're not going to necessarily get again in this kind of way. True. Mm-hmm. this is a great thing, yeah. And it's your life; it's your quote-unquote real life. You you only have, I mean, you, you have a life. It's right. <laughs> it's your yeah. life. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And so I thought, man, there's going to be parts of it that I think are going to be really good because their life is chaotic. Now maybe you should edit this out later, so I might have to do that. But their life is chaotic in a very simplistic kind of way. Sure, sure. For most of them. There aren't as many variables when you're a college student. There's not. Right? Like when I was thinking about it for my own life, I was like, Well, I got this, and I got this, and I got this and I've experienced this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a different thing. Right. But that's that's just part of being older. Yep. Right. Yeah. And it's not that they haven't had some hard things and not that everybody's life is simplistic by any means and they won't like me saying that it's a little (laughs) simpler but it is right right like it just in general yeah sure in general and so i go they're going to be like man yeah i've got this test and i've got this going on i've got this Mm. going on which is very important in balance. this yeah. season. Yeah. And very absolutely. valid. It's what they've been given to do. Absolutely. It's been what they've been given. And some of them have, some of them were related to some things that are going on in family and the yep. struggle. Yep. Um, I think one of the things that doesn't get talked about when you're talking about kind of that chaotic struggle for a lot of them, mm-hmm. yeah. um, this is the time that parents are having to learn what it means to parent an adult.
2: Oh, sure. Oh, and yeah.
0: students... Are learning what it means to be an adult, yep. and to honor and respect their parents, mm-hmm. not in the same way that they're doing, like they did when they were in high school or elementary school or, mm-hmm. sure. or whatever. And so there's this chaos, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of hitting this head. It's like the parents going, "No, no, this is what you're supposed to be doing," and the child's like, "I'm not a child anymore, right, right. But you're my child, yeah, yeah." yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, right, and those have been some conversations yeah, that I've true. had with with students and. Yeah. Um, I know that that's part of, and I think that's where I would say some of this is very helpful into just understanding, especially with, with what you're saying with how it how Ecclesiastes wraps up and the mm-hmm. author wraps it up, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You follow God's commandments. Right. Yeah. you got to figure out what that looks like based on the season of life you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so sure. I think for some of them, they're going, okay, how do I do this? Yep. What does that mean? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think... If they have time to process... Right, that's the key. And if they take the time to process, right. um, I think that'll be really good. Yeah. Right? I also know you mentioned um, this airs in like two days, but tomorrow... <laughs> yeah, 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 you, yeah, Tuesday uh, night. Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. That's a good way. Tuesday night, you're doing some more talk on this, right? And so mm-hmm. therefore, like those that come to that... Right. I think that's where... The, I think that's where okay. You've set it up, right? You've given them the big overview. Here's what's going on. Here's kind of what uh, the story of Ecclesiastes is. Right. Um, now let's get into some of the practical, practical nitty gritty. Yep. Let's mm-hmm. talk through what does this actually look like. Yeah. 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 You know. And so I, I think those students that are able to come to that are really going to be able to process more. Oops. <laughs>
1: hitting our mics around.
0: I know. Are going to be able to process more yeah. Yeah, what yeah. Uh, what your talk today was. Yeah.
1: And I think you bringing up seasons, I think that's a really good way to validate, like, your season is, com- like, it is what it is, right. and it is different than my season. It's different than Tim's. It's different than yours, Steven. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone is in their own season, and that does not make anything harder or not as hard or simpler or more complex. There are different things that are going to be playing and taking up your time and your energy and all of those. And I think there is unique chaos in every season of your life. And so to think about it that way, what I, what I pray happens is that like this idea takes root and it can Mm -hmm. be a message that means something new in every season. Mm. Cause like that is, I mean, that's what we're supposed to be doing, (laughs) (laughs) you know, thinking about, I know that I've read stories as a child or even in high school that, are take on completely new meaning and have touched my life in ways that are very mm-hmm. very different as an adult yeah. mm-hmm. having walked through certain things. And so, I hope that it's it's one of those that takes root. Um I don't know, I think one of my things that I was thinking about um and I don't know if I have it like fully fleshed out in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for students, but I know that like mental health is also yeah. a huge piece. Yeah, absolutely. Um and so this idea of feeling like everything is like futile Um, I feel like maybe our students are feeling that, Mm. um, on a mental health side of things where things just feel too much. Um, and being married to a man with depression, like (laughs) that happens. Um, and I think there was, there's a certain comfort in, in, in the reality of that. That is like, okay, I guess like that, that these things to like sit in this, darkness in this chaos is okay. Like, I guess there's nothing to be ashamed of in those, but it doesn't stop there. You know, like yeah. you have to remember your identity through all of it. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if that will provide like, I don't know, a safe place for them yeah. to like sit in some of this chaos that they're feeling yeah. and know that like it's valid on a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the, the Lord knows that the, the world is mm-hmm. chaos, yeah. but there is, there is hope and joy yeah. that can be found but it's a lot more about obedience right. than it is about a feeling. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love I love how the the preacher isn't afraid to see the darkness yeah. and call it darkness. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. To see the chaos mm-hmm. and call it chaos. To see the meaningless, the futility, the vanity and mm-hmm. call it vanity, call it what it is. Yeah. Um you know, I wish that sometimes I wish that I could go back and have a conversation with the preacher and just be mm-hmm. like, hey, in 2,000 years, there's going to be this guy <laughs> that's born in a stable that is going to answer a lot of these existential questions that you have. Yeah. And a lot of this is going to is going to fight in a very real way some of this meaninglessness that you see and yeah. some mm-hmm. of this, you know, this futility that you're observing. And the the crazy thing about what Jesus came to do is that the chaos still exists. Oh, yeah. Right? Like if I was Jesus, I'd probably just come in and get rid of all the chaos, right? So it's a good thing I'm not Jesus, right? That'd be ideal. One of the things that I really wanted to touch on, and maybe I'll touch on it a little bit tomorrow night, um, one of the thought experiments that I absolutely love when it comes to meaning and value and um, existing on purpose Mm. is that Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit... Elohim at the very dawn of time right before they said let there be light. They could see everything that would happen when they said let there be light. All of the evil all the chaos everything Mm -hmm. that would happen from the dawn of time to the end of time and they still did it. That's crazy. Right? (laughs) So there must be something worth it. Yeah. Because if it wasn't worth it we wouldn't be here. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Right? And Mm -hmm. that's huge. Right? Mm -hmm. Like if you, can, if you can grab a hold of that kind of trust and think about the creator of the universe seeing your meaning, seeing why you should exist mm-hmm. on a, and you bring it down to a personal level, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That, that means that I don't have to figure it out. Yeah. Right? The preacher says you can't figure it out. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Much study wears you out. That's what he says, right? <laughs> Take um, notes. <laughs> can't, you can't figure it out on your own. But we serve a God who's the king who has it all figured out, Mm. right? And before he spoke the world into existence, he saw everything that was going to happen and he saw that it was good Mm -hmm. and he spoke it, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be hard things. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that there isn't chaos. It doesn't mean that there isn't evil because all of those things exist. But for some reason, God, Jesus, what he's done, what he is doing, what he will do, it makes it worth it. It really does. So fear God and keep his commandments, right? That's the end of the matter. That's what the author says at the end of Ecclesiastes, fear God and keep his commandments.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do we do with that? Jumping oh, into like woof. maybe some of the stuff that you're going to cover during some of this, the practical? this workshop that you're doing tomorrow. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like any any snippets of like how do how do you go about approaching that?
2: For me, I go back and I I look at what are the things that Jesus talked about while he was doing his three-year ministry, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he was born and he spent 30 years just doing life, you know, taking care of his mom and his his siblings, not his kids. He didn't have any kids, but his siblings, (laughs) his brothers and sisters and, Mm -hmm. you know, being a carpenter and doing all of the Galilean Nazarene stuff for Mm -hmm. 30 years. And then he breaks out on the scene and he gets baptized by his cousin in the Jordan River and the dove ascends, you know, descends on him. And he does this Mm -hmm. 40 day stint in the desert. Right. And he spends the next three years talking about stuff. Yeah. Right. Just traveling the countryside, talking about stuff. And for me, if I'm thinking about fearing God and keeping his commandments and I hear Jesus say, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. then I'm going, "Okay, what are your commandments and what did you talk about for those three years? Because that's Mm -hmm. a really short window. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of content recorded in those 3 years but in reality it's a super short window mm-hmm. for sure right and so I'm looking at what is Jesus what does Jesus talk about and the things that I think about is this idea of character over achievement mm-hmm. um, who you are being more important than what you do yeah right we all do stuff we all will do stuff good bad neutral whatever but who we are I think has more to bear on this idea of keeping his commandments mm-hmm. than the actual doing itself A lot of people like to go commandments. Oh, obviously it's the Ten Commandments, right? Um, I think of Jesus... When he says, when they are asking him, the Pharisees are asking him, what is the greatest commandment? Mm -hmm. And he comes back with, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? Boom. Mm -hmm. The entire Law and the Prophets, I just summed up the entire five books that you guys pay attention to (laughs) in two lines, right? Um, (laughs) I also think about the Beatitudes, that sermon that he preached, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where he's like, blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is a kingdom. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we sang a song at the end of chapel that was all about, like, I long to follow Jesus with all my heart, I long to follow. Not with all my heart, I follow Jesus. With all my heart, I long to follow Mm -hmm. Jesus, right? Sometimes that's the best we can do, Mm -hmm. right? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Not blessed are those who are righteous. Mm -hmm. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for it. Mm. Right. Have that desire. Mm -hmm. Right. All these things in the Beatitudes are like character based. You're poor in spirit. You're mourning. You're meek. You're hunger and thirsting for righteousness. You're merciful. You're pure in heart. You're peacemakers. Mm. You're you're those who are persecuted. Right. Like you're not. This isn't something that you do. It's something that's being done to you. Right. You're persecuted for righteousness sake. Blessed Mm -hmm. are you. Mm Right. Right. And then I think of the fruits of the spirit, right? Mm. You got your love and your joy and your peace and your patience. Like all of these are character-based things
1: mm-hmm. yeah, true. that
2: regardless of whether or not they were spoken in 0 AD hmm. or 2023, right? They they all have relevancy. And I think that's the beauty of some of Jesus' teachings, right? Mm. Because his goal for you is to become like him. Mm-hmm. Um, to become, you know, Dr. Davis will say to become a a man or a woman of whom the world is not worthy, right? Mm. Because you've become like Jesus. Mm. And so following his commandments is first off, loving him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm. And then the loving your neighbor piece flows out of the character that comes from loving God with all your heart. Yeah. You know, if you become a person who is meek, then when you love your neighbor, you're not out to look out for number one. Mm. You're freed up to... You know, to see people in their need and to fill those needs wherever you can, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. you're, if you're a person who, uh, if you're a person who's a peacemaker, right, And you'll be called the sons of God. Then like, you're. It's not something that you do. It's something that you are, right? Mm-hmm. Wherever you're going, you're going to try to make the peace as much as it is within you. You're going to live at peace with everybody, mm-hmm. right? And you get to pick and choose like what situations those are. And even the the metric for whether or not you are a peacemaker is between you and the <laughs> Lord, right? Because it's not so much now a checked box or a metric that has to be attained, it's like a, it's a character, it's a piece of who you are. Can you say you are a peacemaker? I am a peacemaker, right? Mm. That's even like, on like an accountability level, that's even a deeper idea. Because now I can't just be like, well, yeah, I make peace. I make peace on Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the weekends, right? <laughs> you know, but, but no, all of a sudden, like, no mm. matter where you are, are you on the clock are you off the clock? Are you mm. in the class are you out of the class? Are you on the court are you off the court, right? Yeah. Wherever you are, you're a peacemaker. Wherever you are, you're meek. Wherever you are, you're full of love or joy mm. or peace or mm. patience or whatever it is, right? That kind of character is what Jesus is shooting for, mm. right? Not a list of things that you do and don't do on a daily basis. So that's where we're kind of going tomorrow. Yeah, We're going to do some like small group discussion stuff, try to figure out, um, we're going to to talk about some, we're going to watch some videos, we're going to talk about a couple of things, and then I really want the students to get face-to-face with students, their peers, people that they care about, and dialogue in their specific contexts, in their specific classes, friend groups, dorm halls, church groups, whatever it is, athletic teams, what does it look like to live some of these character pieces out mm. in a way that is true to the word and relevant for their context. So that's the goal.
1: I'm excited to hear what goes down yeah. with that. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> to see how those... I may have
2: scared them all off. We don't know.
1: <laughs> to see what those group discussions... Um, like, I'm like tempted to come sit in the back. <laughs> Just, come on,
2: we can have a group together. Let's do it. Exactly.
1: Uh, but um, That would be awesome. You know, that sounds like a lot to digest um but i think it's worth doing obviously yeah um and like even even just now like thinking about because i have i tend to be a peacemaker but in what has been framed as almost like a negative sense oh sure like a people pleaser almost yes. Yeah, sure. and so i've always been you like and me both am i a doormat mm-hmm. <laughs> or is this like gift (laughs) you know Mm. so it's like and it definitely can swing both ways depending Mm on Mm -hmm. um what it is i've definitely been a doormat when i shouldn't have been um Mm. you know but just to think about those things and like just the Mm. the idea of them all being not things that we have to do but like they're also like we don't ever get there like Mm. they are active like we have to actively pursue to exercise these things whether or not they're natural strengths of ours but right. we're never gonna be like i've made it i'm a peacemaker <laughs> like right, right, you sure. know sign seal delivered like yep. this is now something i can say without working on it ever again like right. um it is like an active continual desire yeah. and like hunger and thirst like yep. you know i think about that and i'm like yes we'll be satisfied but like there the, there's a certain level of hunger and thirst that like should never yep. dissipate in the yep. in our pursuit for these things mm. So, yeah, anything else, Tim, do you have any other questions or Stephen, anything you want to throw out there about Ecclesiastes?
2: I think the only other thing that I had been thinking about since the talk this morning, you know, you always hindsight's always twenty, 20 <laughs> And you wonder, should I have oh. said this? Should I have done that? Should I, the only should other, I have changed? Right, right. The only other piece of the puzzle that I, I don't know if I wish I had talked on, but it, it's been bothering me since this morning. The only other piece of the puzzle is this idea of focusing on keeping God's commandments more than you focus on life's achievement, right? Mm. Um, there's a piece of the puzzle that I didn't get to read in Matthew six, where it's talking about don't worry about your life, right? Mm. What you'll eat or what you drink, because your heavenly Father's going to feed you, and you know what kind of clothes you're going to wear, because the fields of the earth are clothed more richly than solomon and god's going to take care of you because he cares more about you than he does the the flowers and there's this idea that jesus championed while he was on earth where he would just call people to forsake everything and follow him right Mm -hmm. and i really feel like the character piece of the puzzle only works when you have the conviction to care about the things of the Lord more than you care about everything else in your life, mm-hmm. which is so brutally hard to do yeah, because the things of the Lord are easily cast aside, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus made some radical statements about forsaking your... Sister and brother, and your mom and your dad, and yeah, coming after me. And you just read those, and you're like, What? I love my mom, you know,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, it's that's hard I to say. I don't want to
2: toss her out with the bathwater, you know. <laughs> and 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 Jesus makes those radical statements because he knows he's shaking up what we think it means to do life, right? Yeah, even even the good things can keep us from the great things, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, one of the hardest questions in your life. In anybody's life, it doesn't matter if you're a student or a graduate or halfway through your career or retired or whatever, one of the hardest questions that you can authentically ask yourself is, what is good in my life that is keeping me from the great, Mm, right? Because the good things are hard to give up in order to achieve or run after or seek after, to hunger and thirst after the great things. Mm. Um, And we as Christians, we as believers can say that the great things are the things of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. The the time spent in the word, the the relationship, the personal mm-hmm. deep relationship that we can have with this created creator being. Right. Um, but when your nine to five is in front of you, when you're mm-hmm. 18 hours of classes or 15 hours of classes and your athletics mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff is on top of you. Right. Like it's well, I can get to the things of the Lord on Sunday or mm-hmm. Wednesday night or whenever my home group is or. It's just easy to cast it aside, right? Yeah. And it's not like it's not like the Lord is holding this big thunderbolt. Oh, uh, <laughs> you didn't spend time with me this week and now you're, you know, you've done it. That's it for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Um it's not like he's doing that. It's just that there is so much more to be had in him than anything that's in front of us. Mm. And you can just like if you were him, you could just see it all and you could be like if you would just come to me. Mm. Yeah. Right? Seek first the kingdom of God and all of these other things are going to be added to you, right? Mm-hmm. If you would just seek the kingdom of God first, like make it your priority, all the other stuff would take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's the beauty that he doesn't require it of us, right? He doesn't force us to follow him, right? He's never forced anyone to follow him. Yeah. But he offers so much if we will trust him. Mm. Yeah, You know, the one of the, the wisdom from Hebrews that I shared in the chapel talk this morning was without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. You know, without faith, it's impossible to follow the Lord because if you're going to follow him, you have to believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's that diligently seek piece of the puzzle. That's the discipline, right? It's not the legalism. It's not the check the box. Mm. It's the character overachievement. It's the hunger and thirst for righteousness piece. It's the, can you authentically, Say that seeking the Lord, that hunger and thirsting for righteousness, that longing to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, is that your number one priority? Mm. And, you know, for me, even even going to prep this talk, I'm thinking, God, like, I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm a dad and I'm a husband and I've got this new role at Brian and I've got all of these things that I'm trying to balance and trying to do well in and be excellent in. And you know what the Lord told me this weekend as I was prepping to give this talk? Because it was bothering the heck out of me. Mm. I was like, I cannot give this talk if I do not come to terms with the fact that I am not hungering and thirsting for righteousness. It's not my top priority. I cannot Mm. preach this. Unless I come to terms with why I am not preaching it to myself first, Mm, right? mm -hmm. And the Lord just kept, like last night and this morning, early this morning, couldn't sleep. It was terrible. (laughs) That's why I'm so exhausted. The Lord (laughs) impressed on my heart, do not perform. Mm. Just don't perform. Mm -hmm. Just be real. Just be raw. Just open the word. Give it. And do not perform. As long as you don't perform, we're okay. Yeah. We can figure out the rest, right? And I feel like, come to me, all you who hunger and thirst for righteousness, I will give you rest, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you who are heavy laden, come to me, I will give you rest. Like, he's just like, quit pretending that you can do it. Yeah. Quit pretending that you've got it Mm -hmm. together. And don't feel like you have to get it together in order to come to me. Just don't perform. -hmm. Because I already know, I already know all the all the stuff that you got going on in your life, right? I know, and uh, and Jesus is like, it's okay, we can figure it out, but you got to come, right? And just don't perform. Mm. So
1: I don't know. So challenging. Yeah, (laughs) it's (laughs) It's crazy, right? It's really good.
2: Well, it's challenging for me because now I got to do something about that this week. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I got to think about, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to take this? How am I going to? Excel in, my, in the role that God has given me and, and do good by the students that I'm impacting or the, the children that I've been entrusted with or the wife that I've married and committed myself to or the job that I have. Like, how am I going to do well in those areas but it not be my number one priority? Yeah. How am I not going to mm. walk around like some ace Christian, right, that's yeah. got it all together? You know, what's it look like to not perform, especially when it comes to the spiritual things? So,
1: that's super challenging.
0: I don't have any answers for you. <laughs> yeah, so, I say, mean <laughs> you're, you're looking God, across. Damn. I know I've been out the longest, <laughs> but uh, Thank, I am, <laughs> thanks I for have, giving uh, us something to chew on <laughs> <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, Ecclesiastes will do that to you.
1: Yeah, I feel like I need to go back through and read <laughs> the whole book again. I'm oh, like yeah. encouraged to do that. Mm, yep. Um,
2: gotta be careful. It's very existential. You gotta yeah. be, you gotta be careful.
1: <laughs> I'll balance <laughs> it with something else. It's. Uh, but Throw a little I'm,
2: Gospel of John in there as you're reading exactly. yeah.
1: I'm actually, like, I've been listening to a podcast um, called Let's Read the Gospels by oh, Amy F. Sure. Downs, and yes. it's uh, super cool. They just, we are, we are reading She's the awesome. podcast, or we're reading the Gospels every month mm. for 12 months, the same, you know, four books <laughs> wow. um, in different orders and different um, translations, um, but like three or four chapters a mm. day, and I just put it on while I'm um Getting ready in the morning but like something that's like consistently kind of you brought it up with like who is your mother and your sister like mm-hmm. those things have mm-hmm. been really challenging to me too yeah, and yeah, just yeah. to think about um like when he called james and john out of the boat with their father and they just like left yeah. their dad in the Sorry, boat pops. and i just think about that and Good i'm like luck. could i could i like leave bernie high and dry right you know like i love my dad is the best and i love him dearly and it's like I think about replacing him with anybody in my life like my husband my mom my sister even my best friend like could I just like leave them in a boat Mm -hmm. no questions asked nothing figured out like it's been super challenging to think about like Mm. can you imagine the things that their dad's like well uh boys what are you doing (laughs) like you know like I just he had got to have said something that's like um what's happening and it's like to be able to like move forward with that amount of, like, trust in that chaotic moment of, yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. things shifting, like, mm. their lives took a left turn, like, right. immediately. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just think about the amount of faith that it had for them to just, yeah. like, walk away. I guess that story specifically because their dad was with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, to be able to walk away from even the good things in your life, like yep. you were saying, like, yeah super challenging. So I'm going to hear that, um, every month, no,
0: that's <laughs> uh, awesome. a couple of times.
1: <laughs> so we're going to see where I end up in December <laughs> with that. Yeah, Cause it's, awesome. it's going to be a process, but man, lots of good stuff. Um, I did want to ask really quick. Um, why is you've talked about kind of like why this is your favorite book of the Bible. Um, but like maybe reiterate that again. And like, how did you get there? Like, was there a moment mm-hmm. where you were like, this is it? You know, because mm. it's like not traditionally everyone's yeah, favorite yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious if there was like a aha moment where you like something clicked and you were like, "This is this is my jam."
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is my jam. This <laughs> my jam. Ecclesiastes. Can you say that in Ecclesiastes? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but it's Stevens. <laughs>
2: it is. It's my jam. I I am very much still a people pleaser. Same. Doormat. Um, Peacemaker. I don't. People tend to like it when I mediate their conflict, but I don't like it when I mediate conflict. <laughs> I hate conflict. Um, yeah, conflict is hard for me. And if you know anything about church ministry or nonprofit ministry or really anything where you are serving the Lord with as much energy as you possibly can, mm. Satan just really doesn't like that, yeah. right? Like our enemy really <laughs> doesn't like doesn't like it when we devote a significant portion of our life to kingdom work and he will do anything that he can to disrupt that and he's really good at reading people he's really good at knowing where your Mm. buttons are and uh what things he can bring across your path that either distract you or frustrate you or just make you ineffective for ministry Mm. right you know, I came back and I worked at Lazy Boy for eight weeks before I got my job here at Bryan College. Mm. Longest eight weeks of my <laughs> life. <right? laughs> got my W-2 back later that year. And I was like, I only worked there for two months. <laughs> Felt like an eternity. right? <laughs> but I tell you what, I was working 60-hour weeks, mm. 10 hour, six 10-hour days, and I never read so much in my entire life. Because I had Audible. And I was working a job where you could throw headphones in and just go, nice. go, 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 mm-hmm. go. And so I just, instead of listening to music, I just read. You know, I read, I read *The Lord of the Rings* for the first time, and mm. I read *Chronicles of Narnia* the whole thing. Mm. I read, I read the whole *Chronicles of Narnia* in like two days, <laughs> right? Just that's because, insane, man. just because it's 20 hours. Two days is 20 hours, and yeah. *Chronicles of Narnia* is yeah. only like a 17-hour read if you read it back to back. You yeah. know, that's true. Front to back, *Magician's yep. Nephew* to the last battle, man. It's like a 17-hour read. I should do that. Uh, I haven't and, finished uh, them yet. <laughs> right, and then you know, and then I read. One of the most impactful books was a biography of Jonathan Edwards, who was a preacher Mm. in, you know, the early colonial age of America. And some of the convictions that he had, Jonathan Edwards was a deeply spiritual man and a rich theologian. But some of the beliefs, like he held to them with like, um, you could almost call it a foolish tenacity. Like Mm. when he latched onto an idea, he would not let it go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes that was great for him, and sometimes it was terrible for him and this autobiography was like the good, the bad, and the ugly of Jonathan Edwards, oh, right cool. you know, which was great. I loved it um, and I really began at that point to learn what it means to not hide from the ugly things
0: mm-hmm.
2: and to to see them for what mm-hmm. they are and to call it like it is yeah and in that moment, Ecclesiastes just kind of popped off the page for me. I'd never, you know, I'd really, mm. really spent time with it. I'd, I started, I watched a, a YouTube video from the Bible Project that popped up on my feed mm. that really explained the overarching themes of Ecclesiastes, and then I just jumped in. Right, yeah. and this is like, you know, this is only like four years ago, three mm-hmm. years, three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and, and ever since then, just like the preacher's ability to call it like it is, and then the author's ability to say the end of all things is fear God and keep his commandments. Just like so simple. And then as you read Ecclesiastes and you really dive into it, you see it popping up all over the New mm-hmm. Testament, right? Like, you know, from James talking about you being a smoke or a vapor, right? Jesus using that imagery in the New Testament, yeah. in his gospels, right? Like it just pops up everywhere, yeah. right? So the reality of Ecclesiastes, the 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 willingness to be completely open and honest, you know? Mm. Um, a lot of other books in, in the Bible. I mean, uh, the Bible is a brutal book. I mean, it is, right? Like, it's not, <laughs> it doesn't pull any of its punches, right? But for some mm. reason, for mm. that stage of my life coming out of, for me, what I was learning in that season of my mm. life, Ecclesiastes was just like, read it, Stephen. Read it and <laughs> understand it and figure it out because this is so important for your mm. life. And it has mm-hmm. been, it really has yeah. been you know, one of the metrics for my life now, for better or for worse is, like when I feel, when I feel that anxiety or that fear welling up in my psyche about conflict or about peacemaking mm-hmm. or whatever, I know that is, that's my cue to jump in, right? Like mm. I'm not gonna back down. Mm. And I just decided that's my cue. If I feel that anxiety, I'm in. Like I don't care what it is, I don't care where we're going, I'm gonna use all of my peacemaking skills at my disposal and my people skills, right? Like to talk this through and to figure it out. But if I feel if if I feel anxious about any conflict, we're going. Like here we come.
1: That's like, hard to do, too.
2: It is, But it has gotten better. I will yeah. say it's gotten better.
1: I think once you it's something you exercise, I did that in um specifically in my grad program. Mm. It's just something I like kind of drilled down into. It was like, I only did things that like kinda scared me. <laughs> hey, <it laughs> You know? worked. It's like not it really like does. not like unsafe things. <laughs> you know, um, I didn't <laughs> do drugs or anything like that. <laughs> I more so just like I put myself into uncomfortable situations where sure. I don't excel. So, um in places of conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, it was like, I was terrified to like direct a show yep. cause I was like, I'm not going to be good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I kind of let that guide me a lot is like, I'm going to only do things that scared me. So I kind of walk afraid was kind of like my slogan, mm-hmm. um, like be scared and do it anyways. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. and the Lord brought me through a lot of those things and like blessed me in those opportunities. And I did fail a lot. Um, but I mean, there's something to be said that was in a, kind of like isolated environment for me, but like the principle applies, like, you know, it's not always a bad thing to like, right. Use that ang- anxiousness as a catalyst to be sure. like, I'm trusting and I'm jumping, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, to see, to see what can happen. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Walk afraid y'all.
2: I love it. I need a t-shirt that says that.
1: I have a ring that I'm wearing today. that says walk. What? Afraid. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's something I, I it's, it it's something hoodie. I've fallen out of practice mm-hmm. with. I, it was like, very attached to like my creative art. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that kind of pursuit, because it, it feels really vulnerable, but sure. it's like, this is also, this aspect of your life can also be really vulnerable. Yep. Um, so I Definitely. probably should bring it back <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and apply it again. Um, yeah. <laughs> man, well, thank you so much, uh, yeah, for no, making time good. to like talk through, like really just, you mentioned today that you were like, I don't like being on stage because I'd rather do the across the table talk. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's what we got today. So yeah, that's it is. awesome. Amen. Yeah. Um, and it's nice too, because like you've been a longtime friend of the podcast from its <laughs> creation. Um, so it's been good to just like sit and talk mm. with you as a friend and about this, um, giving me a lot of meat to chew on. Um, yeah, I've been sitting sure. there
0: processing. and <laughs> just kind of going, Wait, okay, okay. <laughs> And just being reminded of the things that God is already going, hey Tim, you need to work on this, yeah. you know. And it's just like, oh, here's another reminder. Right Great. now, when I look at Stephen, I'm think is <laughs> God's using him to remind me of the things I don't want to do. Hey, we're all learning, man. I
2: that's one of the things that I have to I have to stop mm-hmm. myself, and I just have to remember. It. There's, you know, I'm I'm young, right? Like I, I just. I'm young, and there's so much more life to experience, so yeah. much more of the Bible to learn, so much more of Jesus to know, you know?
0: Yeah, so um, I know we were about to wrap up, but I'm about to share a little more. So uh, <laughs> Tim is going rogue. <laughs> I'm going rogue again. Um, you can cut and splice <laughs> later. At least you're consistent. That's exactly right. I am consistent. <laughs> I am consistently rogue. Uh, so um, about three years ago, uh, I was asked to consider... What would it mean to have a word of the year? Mm. You guys ever done that? Yeah, do you yeah a word yeah. of the year? Yep. I've never done that before. I don't
1: think I've ever done that.
0: Um, and so the last three years... It can years, be super powerful. And it it has I'll been very helpful yeah. for me, actually. But it makes life challenging mm-hmm. at sure. times. So the last three years, I have chosen words, right? So three years ago, the the first word that I... Really felt like the Lord was laying on my heart was courage, mm. Mm. Um, and I have to admit it was probably one of the hardest years of my life. Wow, it was that year three mm-hmm. years ago? Um, just with a lot of stuff going on. Uh, not going to go into a ton of detail. Yeah, but right, sure, uh, sure. Sure. Uh, He needed. It, courage. I needed. I, and it, you know what? And I had to be remind myself. Okay, my word is courage. Then yep. I'm going to walk through these things that scare me. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to kind of keep going. Last year the word was kind of a combo of like humbleness humility yeah which god still is working <laughs> <laughs> only that was it's not like it's a but man it it there were things last year that just smacked me in the face to allow me to experience some of that mm. humbleness and what does that really mean sure. and what does yeah. that what does that really look like you know uh and then this year It just gets worse, I feel like. (laughs) Um, At least right now where God has me uh, is surrender. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay, right? One of the things that... um, Yeah,
2: that was brutal if you think about it too much.
0: Oh, and I to choose this word, I really thought about it a lot. And I thought about what does that mean and what does that look like? Um, And what does biblical surrender look like? How does this tie into the Bible? And what does all this look like, right? And surrender comes before commitment, mm. right? God doesn't ask us to commit. Mm. He asked us to surrender. Uh, and then the commitment yeah. comes after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Com- commitment is us controlling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surrender is yeah. us not controlling. Right. And we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about that yeah. on this podcast. And there are just so many things in my life right now that God is going, you got to give this up and give it to me. Mm. Oh, that's scary. Because it may be good. Yeah. Maybe may be bad, but it may be good, <laughs> Right? you yeah. know, and there's a combination of all of those things, right? We, we all, all have those ra- bad things wrapped in, wrapped our in our in lives. It, we yeah. have good things in our lives, and and God's going, I want this, I want this, I want this, and you've got to let mm. me mm-hmm. take it and surrender it yeah. all to, to him, yep. which is a really hard to let go, yeah. to no uh, longer be in control of something, things that you've been in control of. Yep. And that's where I think for me your talk today just went, Life is chaos. Yeah. Mm. It's okay because I'm valuable to God. Yes. Yeah. No matter what. Yep. Yeah. And life can continue to be that way. Mm-hmm. And in some ways I'm it'll be easier. Be yeah. It'll be easier if I just let go of everything. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like we talked about how do you walk away mm. from your parent or whatever? Here's the thing, I could walk away from my parents mm. because they Know that that would be what God would be asking me to do, yeah. and they're okay with that. Just like Bernie yeah, would be yeah. for you, You'd, right? Yeah, he would sure. Be fine. Uh, but that's I would be if, fine. But <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it would be okay, but it, it is what it would be. Right, right. And uh, and I've thought about that long and hard, actually, as yeah. part mm-hmm. of that, right? And uh, um, those are those things that it does make life easier mm. when you've got people around you. That understand that life is gonna be chaotic. Yeah. But God is in control. Yeah. And the thing that we're to do is to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You do those yeah. things. Yep. And it's all good. Yep. You know? So that was my rogue. Man, going that's, off. Good. that's good. That's so good. <laughs> I love it. And it's just like
1: yeah. anyone listening, like, if you if you ask for it, the Lord's gonna He's Uh gonna test it, man. So it's like I think about that sometimes, like even in the songs that we sing. Um, Mm. like sometimes I think about like the lyrics, like what I'm actually asking. Mm, Right. And it's like, do we understand what we are in like what we are inviting? Um, and it's good, but it's like pruning hurts. Yes. You know, and it should, and that's the that's the point of it. Yes. Um, and it's like, but we gotta if you, if you pick a word or if you pray for a certain thing, like that's actually really challenging for me.
0: Mm-hmm. I've
1: been like working to kill a certain sin in my life. So, and it's got a word attached to it too. So like, <laughs> you know, like contentment would probably be my word this year just cause like I have been battling comparison in my mm. life. Um, and it is, and the Lord's been faithful and like provided some healing in those areas, but I'm still a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you, if you name that and you bring it to the Lord, like be ready. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like he is gonna bring about yep. opportunities for you to practice this encouragement <laughs> yes. or this courage. Um mm-hmm. yeah, actually I think about <laughs> I think about the movie, I think it was like Bruce Almighty. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm, or Evan Almighty, I can't remember it as one of those. Love I'm not us. gonna they're they're so fun. I'm not gonna necessarily say that they're uh all Wholesome. good. Um <laughs> they they're not
2: theologically accurate. They're not <laughs> sound
1: on all, on all levels, <laughs> but you know, Morgan Freeman playing the Lord, <laughs> uh-huh. there was a moment where she's like, he's not, you know, he's not doing all these things. Like we asked for courage or whatever. And he's like, when we ask for courage, do you think the Lord gives you courage or does it give you opportunities to be courageous? And like, yes. I think, I actually think that's yes. like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that. Yes. I've
1: seen that in my life mm-hmm. where it's like, when I've asked for things like Tim, you asked for courage and the Lord tried you all year <gasps> to where you had to practice that. And it's like, at the end of the year, hopefully you walked away and said, thank you. You -hmm. know, like Mm -hmm. I had opportunities to practice courage where you could have just been like, man, you didn't even like, you didn't give me courage. Right. You know, like, (laughs) I think it's like a perspective thing. But anyways, sorry. (laughs) That was like a super random tangent, (laughs) but it comes up in my brain because I think, I think about that when I, when I pray for something or when I ask for something for the Lord, like, am I ready to like see those opportunities? Cause it's not going to just be like, here you go. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, yes. like
1: I'm just not gonna automatically feel courageous, like without yeah. anything to test me.
0: Yeah. I prayed yeah. for patience when I was nineteen. <laughs> I'm a pretty patient man, I will have to admit. But it has been it has been a long almost thirty years, <laughs> let me tell you. Be, of, be, of becoming <laughs> having practice. And opportunities to be yeah. patient. Yeah. yeah. Um and so yeah. yeah, and I love I love
2: I love that the Lord isn't afraid to do it that way. Yeah, because you know, he can see it. He can see what's best. He can see the best way mm-hmm. for you to be patient or to mm-hmm. be content. My mm-hmm. word was faithful, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And um, and he can see the best ways for us to become people who are faithful mm-hmm. or content or mm-hmm. patient yeah. or generous or whatever. And, you know, you just got to trust the process. You know, he's the creator.
1: Man, it's so hard You got to trust the process. <laughs> the so, process is painful. <laughs> I'm
2: glad that we are not on that throne. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he amen. is oh. the king and I am
0: very thankful we are not. Yes. Amen. Yes. But this has been great. Oh, yeah. Thank absolutely. you. Um Thank I hope you. tomorrow night goes well, and yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah. Um, I wish I could be there. I have class, or I actually would come, because I really <laughs> love Ecclesiastes, too. That's great. Uh, we, we were talking earlier. James is my favorite book of the Bible. And hey, James, he, read. He, 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 and they're both, Ecclesiastes and James are very blunt. Yep, They're absolutely. just very blunt books. They're just like, here it is, and lay it out, right? And <laughs> that I think doesn't that's surprise why I, me that you like that <laughs> kind of book. I know, I know. That's why <laughs> I, know. I like it. But, uh, but this has been really good, so I, I'm hopeful tomorrow night goes well. So thank you, thank you. for joining us, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. Thanks for your time and just sharing your heart. Um, I think this is, like I said, I hope it's a, a message that grows throughout the seasons yeah. Yeah. for everyone yes. who's listened. Yes. sure. Um, so I hope you all suck around and listened and <laughs> yeah. um, maybe are encouraged to jump into the book of Ecclesiastes yeah, yeah. And, and look for the truth that the Lord has there. Um,
0: yeah, and, and just to add this too, mm-hmm. um, to any students that are listening, listen, Stephen, Emily, and I are here. Yeah, you want sure. to talk because yeah. like, mm-hmm. this can bring up a lot of hard things. It yeah. can. You know, Ecclesiastes, it's that book and this conversation. It's just like if life is meaningless, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. And so are the rest of our faculty and staff. Absolutely. Like, uh, So uh, just come and talk to us, any of us. It doesn't have to be the three of us. It can be anybody, any mm-hmm. of these, or just anyone that you know that can that you, you want to have those conversations with. I think that could be yeah. just really, really good. So yep. anyways, I wanted yeah. to make sure we got that out there. No, that's I so good. It. Amen.
1: Well, to close us out, just right. the world is chaos, but you are meant to be here.
2: Amen.
0: <laughs> Round it out. <laughs> Round it out. All right, <laughs> later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Make sure you subscribe and share. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcast.